0: Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duval Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes. Hotter insights and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall production bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall. Good evening, Duvall Nation, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun, Fun With movies. movies. We'll be talking about the absolutely fantastic episode. What show?
1: We'll be talking about the movie, Coda.
0: Coda. Which is uh, up for another one of your best picture nominees for this year's Academy Awards that correct.
1: That's correct, we here, uh, Derek and Mindy show are trying to get through as many best picture Oscar nominees as possible i'm happy to report that, as of today, I have seen all. Ten Best Picture nominees.
0: Very heavy on the
1: eye. <laughs> yes, yep. Derek has not seen them all, but we did watch Coda together, and we both really enjoyed it. it so did. I can't wait to tell everyone our thoughts it, about it.
0: It was definitely um, a surprise. Uh, I like to be. I like every now and again, you sitting you're like, oh, this could be just the worst thing ever, and we end up having a really great time watching it. We laughed. We there were some. T- there were some tears, mainly from you, but um,
1: definitely yeah, tears. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But it was was good. So let's get it started.
1: So, so far, I just wanted to point out that CODA, which means children or child of deaf adult, uh, so far it has been nominated and won the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture, which is basically their version of Best Picture, and the Producers Guild of America Award for Best Theatrical Motion Picture. So this movie, this little independent film... About a family from Gloucester, Massachusetts, which I love, is shaping up to be one of the front runners. Even though it only has three total Oscar nominations, I think it could take the whole big cake. So uh, really let's get so? into it. I do. I think it has a really good chance of winning Best Picture. I think would it would you, be amazing if it did.
0: Would you bet your life on it?
1: Well, that's a silly thing to bet on a movie. <laughs>
0: would, would you bet my life on it? <laughs> just kidding no seriously the, the chance of it winning best picture though like you said i mean i've the, the one or two that i actually have seen this was one of the better of them um i'm not gonna lie to you i actually re-watched the last 30 minutes of uh don't look up the other day uh because i just wanted to remind myself you know how the movie ended and it was just reminding me just how boring it'd be so this was such a nice shining example of just that a movie can be uplifting and you know, still have a precarious amount of sex in it. So, you know, it was pretty good.
1: (laughs) That's a weird thing to point out. But (laughs) I I really enjoyed this film. I thought it's a great story of a girl who's kind of caught between two worlds because she's the only child. uh, So she has a brother and her parents. So her brother and her parents are both deaf, or all deaf, and she's the only one that can hear. And so she's kind of caught between two worlds where she feels... Like she needs to help take care of her family because she interprets for them. And she also found out that she has a real passion for singing and that she's great at it. So she's kind of caught between these two worlds. It's about kind of coming into your own and and growing up and making decisions for yourself, but trying to support your family. So I just I really liked the story of it. Yep. Of course, I love that it was set in Gloucester, Massachusetts. We should just
0: move to Massachusetts. You have such a hard <laughs> on for the place. It's ridiculous.
1: You also love
0: Massachusetts. <laughs> I, I do like Massachusetts. I like parts of Massachusetts. All right. Anyway. Yeah. But no, I, I, I agree. It was fun to see another movie set in Massachusetts. It's a very blue collar area of the country. You can definitely tell people work for a living there. You know, no silver spoon. Uh, seeing uh, actual boating, fishing boats out there, how they do the hauls and stuff like that. Seeing it from the eyes, I, I want to say ears, of a, of a deaf person. Uh, how they do it and how they miscommunicate, you know, they had signals for you know if there was trouble, if there was someone on the radio and stuff like that. It was very it was very enlightening. I will say that. I don't know how much research she did on the subject, but I was very impressed. And of course, I mean, like you said, I mean, Marley Matlin's pretty much the only name I know from this movie because I've seen her in things over the years. but apparently, um Amelia Jones, she's the up and coming star in all this.
1: Yeah, she. I thought she did great. She has a great voice, an amazing singing voice, and she just. I thought she did an amazing job of, of portraying her role. But I also He's, thought the other cast was great as well.
0: Yeah, she is the daughter of Welsh singer Alan Jones, who is one of the most famous Welsh singers of all time. He's the little boy who sung. I'm walking in the air, it's in the snowman.
1: Maybe you could just say the name of the song or the name of the movie and not sing what?
0: it. Did that? Did that not? Was that not good for you? That was great for me.
1: <laughs> Derek has a favorite uh, Christmas movie that we watch every year called The Snowman, and all the British people know exactly what movie it is. And it there's is. a very particular song where the little boy goes on a flight with the snowman, and there's a very special song that gets sung, and it's. Apparently, the guy who sung it as a child grew up and had this daughter who played this amazing role in this film.
0: (laughs) But let's talk about the other cast, too. I mean, I'm not familiar with the other two. But Did you do any research and see if there were anything else?
1: Um, I haven't. But the the guy who plays the dad, Troy Kotzer, has been winning some Best Supporting Actor awards and other awards that have been going on already. So I think he could be taking that home Mm. for an Oscar as well.
0: That'd be interesting. Be the one Oscar where everybody just dying to see what they have to say and no one's going to watch because the ratings on the Oscars are so down right now. So it'll be interesting to see how it turns out.
1: Yeah, it it will be interesting to see. But I thought they did a great job. I actually read a little bit up on the movie earlier, and this was actually an adapted screenplay from an original. It was made as a French film. Mm -hmm. And apparently it wasn't very well received because
0: it was French. uh,
1: no (laughs) because they actually didn't or because they didn't deaf people as the deaf actors and so they thought their sign language really wasn't up to par and that it really was not well received and so um, and also, I, I guess some some of the bits of the storyline I think got changed and, and adapted in this new remake of it. So I think it's been really well received. I really liked that the mom, the dad, and the brothers. So all the actors mm-hmm. are actually deaf in real life. And so I think you know many of them said that. Um, actually, I think one of the producers or one of the guys that helped write rewrite the screenplay is a child of a deaf adults. And so he mm-hmm. said some of the same storylines like rang true to his own personal experiences so i think having people in the film that are deaf or are the children of deaf adults was really special and and really shined through in this film
0: i have a friend of mine who the last job that i used to work at who is deaf and has been deaf since she was eight months old and i told her about this movie and she watched it and she was very moved by it that was very very powerful film um she definitely understood a lot of the the plight of some of the key characters and uh get it from someone who you actually know who actually has that disability it was very interesting.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Derek, what scene stood out to you in this film?
0: Oh, definitely the scene where the, the girlfriend, the girl brought her her quote unquote boy lover home. They caught the parents upstairs just getting down and dirty with it. And they were like trying to flip the lights on and off to signal, hey, I'm home. And it was then, <laughs> then having to sit across from them, you know, when, after it was over. I I laughed incessantly hard, probably more than I probably should have.
1: That was your favorite part?
0: (laughs) That really was my favorite part. I still, it was the one part that stuck with me for a while. It's like, you know, if I had a disability, I would have to come up with some sort of signal that we would have to have to make sure, you know, (laughs) but, you know, if yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was a funny part of the film, but that's definitely not, like, the scene that stood out or, like, stuck with me. So there's a couple of scenes. There's one where the daughter has her first concert so the daughter finds out she has this passion for singing she joins the choir mostly to hang out with this boy she kind of likes but then you know she's kind of good at singing she has a great voice and so she invites her parents to, and her brother to her first concert and they're not really sure why she's into this you know they can't hear it they don't really kind of understand the point of it but they go to to be supportive and the parents are kind of like signing off to the side while she's singing like hey what do you want to do for dinner this and that, because they can't hear anything, but the brother is paying attention to everybody else and seeing kind of their reactions about her voice. Like, oh, she must be pretty good. People are kind of nodding along and getting teary-eyed. My sister must be doing a great job. So when they get home after the concert, the dad stays outside with the daughter and he's, he asks her to sing for him. And he puts his hand like on her throat or like, like her larynx, maybe like her vocal cords and asks her to sing and she sings for him and he can hear the vibrations you know while she's singing and he just gets all kind of cheery-eyed he he just thinks that's he's like wow i really kind of understand this now and so i got kind of choked up at that part and then at the end also we want to again put our disclaimer out there this is a spoiler filled episode so if you have not seen coda Pause this recording, yeah. come back to it after you've watched the movie because it's amazing. You should watch it. Yeah. Um, so the other part is at the end when she's auditioning to go to music school, her parents and her brother come to support her. And I thought about this when at the scene when she was singing for her dad, I was like, I don't know why she just doesn't sign it to them, because then he would know what word she was saying. You know, she she would know the lyrics. So when she goes to audition for this music school her parents and brother sit up in the balcony and then she catches their eye as she's starting to sing and she starts signing for them. And they're just like in awe. They're just like, oh, they're just like teary-eyed and joyful and they're just so happy for her. Like she can sing, she's doing great and she's signing it to them, which I thought was amazing. So like those so are,
0: too.
1: yeah, those are probably my two favorite uh, parts.
0: That makes me sound so horrible. I remember the sex scene and you remember these beautiful academy award winning moments you know and i'm like
1: yeah, the, yeah. okay I, i'll throw out one more scene that i thought was was funny uh-huh. was when the parents go to pick her up at school and the dad is blaring bl- bl- <laughs> bl- bl- this like gangster rap music yep. <laughs> pulls yep. up at school and she's just mortified and they're right. like "Oh, turn it down and they're <laughs> like why are you playing this so loud and he just loves it because he can feel the bass of it so he just yep. blasts this gangster rap at school <laughs>
0: Well, it's like, I mean, I'm. And you can take it back now. I mean, if you really want to take this farther, you can take it back a couple hundred years. That's how Beethoven wrote most of his last symphonies. He put his foot on thing and he was pounding the keys so he could remember what notes based on the vibrations in the floor. I mean, I, that's genius to me, but again, here we are. Beethoven, All right, so,
1: extra rap, same difference. <laughs> hey,
0: you know. <laughs> hey, Tupac is a, is a visionary, man.
1: <laughs> so Special anyway, piece, I, I just... Rest in peace, Tupac, indeed. If he's if he's dead. Um, <laughs> I can't say enough great things about this film. I, I loved the actors in it. I thought the casting choices were great. I loved the setting because I love Massachusetts. Yeah. I thought the adaptation of the screenplay was amazing. Just everything about this film was just like, like especially because we had watched a couple of other Best Picture nominees that were not great. And then we saw this one, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, this was Finally. so good! Finally, Finally we got yeah. the one that is worthy of this nomination." And I was, I was beginning
0: to hate you for a while. I really was. I was like, <laughs> don't really starting to resent you, your existence <laughs> for making me watch these shitty films.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, we watched a couple of bad ones in a row, and he was like, "I don't know, one more, and you're done picking." So I was really glad we decided on Coda, and that we we both enjoyed it. So it, right. I just really great i i really this is going to be spoiler alert this is going to be my pick on our next episode for best picture so based I on that it.
0: glaring review how would you rate this film
1: gee i wonder so let's first refresh our listeners on okay, our rating on, scale so a one star is bloody awful a two star is bloody uninspired a three star
0: bloody average
1: a four star
0: bloody brilliant
1: and a five star
0: bloody marvelous
1: you got more british as we went along i just want to point that out. (laughs) all right
0: go on then so uh, like i said based on your glaring review what do you thought you got
1: yes based on everything i've said i love this film i gave it a bloody marvelous this was amazing if you have not seen coda i highly recommend it i cannot say enough good things about it
0: i was hoping you'd say that the reason why i wanted you to go first for a reason so now you've given it a five, a bloody marvelous, right? Yes. If this movie was set in Delaware, would it still be a five?
1: I would still give it a bloody marvelous if it was not set in Massachusetts. That is how much I loved this film. Yes. All right, go on then. Okay. Now, Derek, how would you rate this film?
0: Because it was set in Massachusetts, I will give it a bloody brilliant. I really, I thought it was really good.
1: Now did you rate it up or down because it was in Massachusetts? up? Okay, so, okay.
0: No. no, I really I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it, it was uh it was it was really really great. I really enjoyed it. And, and spoiler just it, it is probably going to be my my pick for best picture. Um which by the way we need to talk about. So, yeah, go ahead take it away.
1: Speaking of Oscars, later this week we will be having a special bonus episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies, and we will be giving you our top 10 picks for all the winners that will be coming up that next weekend.
0: Whether you asked for it or you didn't, it's happening. So (laughs)
1: that's true. I have done a lot of movie watching over the last month in preparation for this special episode. (laughs) So I really hope you enjoy it. We're just picking. Kind of what we think are like the big 10 awards. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to go through them all, but we may right. have those, we may have our full ballots on the Jerry show.com website.
0: That's very true. This so, we could we could post we that for, there if anyone's interested. We pay for the damn thing, might as well use it. So, <laughs> exactly,
1: there's a lot of great content on there. Make sure and visit.
0: And speaking of which, too, we got episode 49 coming out, and uh, next Monday, continuing our Women's History Month, our final category will be acting. The legend herself, Cynthia Rothrock, will be joining the show. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's a great episode. If you want to talk about a badass woman? You you doesn't get much more badass than someone who could actually kick your ass.
1: <laughs> or your ass.
0: <laughs> exactly. So all right. With that being said, um, everybody be well, be safe. Pray for everybody in Ukraine and, and, and we'll, we'll see, see
1: you at, at the, the movies, movies planet, planet Earth. Earth.
0: <laughs> This has been a recording of the Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website Derekduvalshow.com for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.